All right. So we have been in the book of Hebrews. We'll continue there today. Um, we're going to talk about walking. Today we talk about walking. Uh, hopefully that's something everybody's familiar with. Has anybody in here ever walked before? Okay, good. All right, good. Um, I, when I thought about that, when I thought about walking, I thought about immediately teenagers. Um, when I was a teenager, one of the things that you did uh, when you were interested in somebody is that you would walk around the track of the football games. Can I get an amen to that? Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Some of you teenagers like, no, we just Snapchat, and that's all we do. Like, I don't get it. But, like, when I was a teenager, you go to the football game, and you dressed up. You know, you got, you, you had it looking good. You know, it's like this. I look good. You look in the mirror and go, this is what I'm supposed to look like. This is my best Kenny. You know, I'm putting on my best Kenny tonight. And you would walk around the track. And if you were interested in somebody and they um, were interested in you, a lot of times they would be walking beside you. I think, and this is, and and what brought this to mind actually was last night. I was I was riding bicycles at Chocolaca Park, and there was a couple. I assume a couple. It was a guy and a girl about the same age, and they were talking. And it didn't look like they were just talking. They were talking, talking. You know. So I, when I was I was looking, I was watching them, and I was kind of as I was going past them, and I got to thinking about this idea of walking and talking. You know what I think it is. I, I, I think I've latched on to something here, especially when you're a teenager. Um, you don't have to look at them if you're walking, right? Like very, now, you know, back in the old days when you roller skate, you might skate backwards or something. You know, some of you old folks know what I'm talking about. But, like, can you believe I just did that up here? Did y'all like that? Y'all like me to do that again? So, anyway, so when you're, when you're walking and talking, you're like side by side. So you don't have to make eye contact. You just, every once in a while, just give them a little glance over, you know, and you're like, talking, I think that that removes the awkwardness. If you're just walking beside somebody, you don't really have to engage them eye to eye, you know, and you're like, do I, do I look into their eyes? Do I look at their eyebrows? Do I look at their hair? Do I look at their shoulder? Where do I fix my eyes? Do I, if I stare at them too long, they're going to think I'm like Medusa and I'm trying to cast some kind of spell on them or something. I can't just fix on their eyeballs, you know. You're like, you ever go through that? Am I the only one that has that, that, that struggle? Like, I don't know where to look, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, where do I fix my eyes? Do I go right between the two eyes and like right here? And then I focus on their unibrow? Like, where do I go, you know, with my eyes? So I think that the reason it is so much better to, to, to walk and talk is because, you know, you, you, you're more smooth. You're more casual. You don't have to have all those internal things going on about where do I fix my eyes and what I, t- I can just like, you can just kind of have that, because first of all, you got the profile thing going on, right? So you're walking on your best side, am I right? Like you, if you have to, you'll switch sides with her so she can get your best profile, you know, but, but, but you just, you know, you can just give them a little, little, little smile every once in a while, you know? I think that that's the reason that, uh, they're walking and talking is better for uh, some of these young adults and maybe even adults that are doing that. So anyway, that's what made me think of that. Today we're going to talk about walking. We're going to talk about a guy who walked with God. And, and I, I want to emphasize to you how important it is in your life to walk with God. Um, I, there are times when we feel like we are distant from God, and sometimes that's a result of some sin in our lives. Sometimes it's a result of some stuff that we've done to quench the Holy Spirit of God, and we are like His voice is a distant, small voice that we just like we can just barely hear Him, you know. And it's like like He's he, He's way over there. We're, not, we're we're 
Like he may be even going a different direction and his voice is getting more quiet as he goes away. You know, it's because it's not that he's going away. It's the fact that we have turned away from him and thus we can barely hear his voice. And that happens all the time. But there are some times when we feel like, man, I have prayed a thousand times and I, 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 I don't know where God is. I don't know if he's hearing me. I don't hear what he's saying to me. And you just kind of have that struggle. Am I right? The best way. The best way to handle that situation and the best way to handle the first situation, which is a struggle with sin that, 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 that makes his, his voice so much quieter, is that if you daily walk with God, if you will daily just be side by side with God, then, then it will make a tremendous difference in every single aspect of your life. I know that we talk a lot about the fact that, that reading Scripture is, is, is so beneficial. That is one of the times when it is incredibly beneficial. It's just daily walking through Scripture with God, and it is, it is just listening to His Holy Spirit as He speaks and just letting Him pour into you daily. That is one way to walk with God. We're going to talk about a guy, these, uh, the Israelites that are being written to here, the Hebrews. Um, they believed a lot in very much in, in um, being very legalistic in their relationship with God, that you do this, you do this, you do this, and that makes you a friend of God. And Jesus comes and upsets that whole apple cart and says, you know what, it's really kind of always been about your heart, and it's always been about faith. The writer of Hebrews is showing us that it's always been about faith. Believing God is who he says that he is and believing what he has said is true and, and just latching onto that and believing in something that you cannot see. And, and the writer of Hebrews is just telling these Israelites the same thing. Like, this is not a new concept. This is not something that Jesus came and, and all of a sudden he's giving you a new idea. No, this has been around forever. And he walks through the, some of these old saints of the Old Testament to tell them exactly. Here's some illustrations of when that is the case. And, and, and last week we talked about Cain and Abel and their sacrifices to God. And how Cain killed Abel because Abel's sacrifice was seen as a more pleasing, satisfactory sacrifice to God. And we talked about how that was a blood sacrifice. And we talked about real worship and how it starts with dealing with the sin in your life. And how the only thing that will deal with that sin in your life is a blood sacrifice. And we know that uh, through the covenant that is made to us uh, through, the, through his son Jesus Christ. And that was a blood sacrifice for all of us. Well, today we're going to be talking about another Old Testament saint, if you will. In, uh, let me go back and read Hebrews uh, chapter 1, the first few verses, because I think it's important for us to kind of reiterate this each time we dig in. So faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. Through their faith, the people in, old day, the, in days of old earned a good reputation. So that's what it says in the first two verses of Hebrews chapter 11. Skipping down to verse 5, this is what we hear about one of these Old Testament people, the people in the days of old. It was by faith that Enoch was taken up to heaven without dying. Now, that's pretty cool, right? Like, he didn't have to go through death. That's, I, you know, um, I had a friend of mine. He, he was, he's a pastor uh, in Jacksonville, and he always said this. He said, I ain't afraid of dying but I'm afraid of getting dead. You know what I mean? Like, you, there's a difference, right? <laughs> like, I'm not afraid of dying and where I'm going to be in eternity and all that, but I am afraid of getting dead, like e getting eaten by an alligator, by the way. You know, 
I had that dream last night that, that I was fighting off an alligator, so that's, that's fresh on my mind. Happens to me, my daughter's number one fear, by the way, alligators. I don't know where she gets it from, but anyway, so... Like, I'm not afraid of dying, but I am afraid of getting dead. This dude didn't have to experience getting dead. He walked, like, just straight into heaven. Like, that is cool to me. Um, I, I, you know, I, I wonder if he saw it coming. You know what I mean? I wonder, I, I can't speak for Enoch. I wasn't there, you know, but I wonder if he just, like, he's like, oh, there's a door. Oh, there's a gate. It's pearly. Maybe I should just walk through that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what he experienced, but it's, he didn't have to endure any kind of pain or suffering at all. He didn't have to take his last breath. He just kept breathing and just walked right into heaven. I mean, that's pretty cool to me. Well, how do you get to that place? Like, I want to be like that dude, you know? He didn't even have to go through death. He just walked straight into heaven. And God just said, hey, come on up here with me. You're, you're really cool. Just come be with me. And just boom. Uh, we're going we're gonna to talk about Enoch a little bit today, uh, talking about walking. He disappeared because God took him. Now, we're going to look at what it says in Genesis about this particular situation where God took him. For before he was taken up, he was uh, known as a person who pleased God. It is impossible to please God without faith. This is what we're talking about, right? This is, man, have you ever wondered, how can I please God? Have you under, ever wondered, like, I don't know if I'm doing the right thing. I don't know if, 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 I've, if I've got my life on track, if God's looking down at me and saying, well done, my good and faithful servant. I, I don't know if, that, if, I, if I'm meeting that criteria. Have you ever wondered that? Have you ever thought in your life, man, I wonder, you know, am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? And I, I meet this with teenagers and with people in college all the time. They're like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with my life, with my career, my profession, who I'm supposed to marry, how many kids I'm supposed to have. Do I have a dog, a cat? Am I a cat person, my dog person? I don't know. You know, and they're struggling with, with like, is God looking down at them and going, man, I am pleased with your life. Well, here I can give you one way. It says that it is impossible to please God apart from faith. That we must have faith. And, and, and faith is just what we described. It's believing, and I talked about this Wednesday night too. It is believing God is who he says that he is and believing God's promises are what they are. And we have to go to God's word for that. There are some people that have a faith that's in a God that's not in that Bible. They will, they will go in, in a church service today, maybe even on a Sunday, and hear about a God that somebody has made up. And it's not the God of this Bible. That's why it is so important in here that we... We focus on this word. This word is, this is the gospel. This is what we go by. This is what we focus on. Week in and week out, here is where we are. I love singing. I love the worship. I love all of that. I love when we go on trips and mission trips and all of that. But if we ever get away from this, we're doomed. That's the end. We, we might as well close the doors, lock it up, and turn off the air conditioner. It's like we're done if we don't focus on this word. It is the most important thing. It says, it is not possible, it is impossible to please God without faith. So let's look. Let's look at Enoch's faith. In uh, Genesis chapter 5, we go through a list of, of different people, descendants of Adam. And, and here, we actually are going to come across Enoch. 
It says in verse 21, when Enoch was 65 years old, he became the father of Methuselah. After the birth of Methuselah, Enoch lived in close fellowship with God another 300 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Enoch lived 365 years walking in close fellowship with God. Then one day he disappeared because God took him. Uh, the, the, the English Standard Version, I like what it says. He, he was and then he was not. Like he was there and then he was gone. That's pretty cool. It says that he lived 365 years. That dude was, he was getting on up there, am I right? Like anybody here lived over 300 years. I think we should recognize you, maybe celebrate a birthday today. Anybody lived over 300 years? Enoch, first of all, he was 65 when he had Methuselah. You go, Enoch, you know what I mean? Like, 65. It says that one of the things that it says twice in here is that Enoch lived in close fellowship with God. Enoch was walking in close fellowship with God. You know what really sets Enoch apart? We don't have a lot of information about Enoch besides that he was the father of Methuselah. It says that he walked with God. Now, what you say, man, that don't sound like a whole sermon to me. Oh, but it is. What does it say? I mean, think about this. Now, Adam and Eve knew what it was meant to, to walk with God, literally, physically. They would walk with God in the cool of the day, and they would chat with God, which is pretty cool in itself. But here is a guy who is walking with God by faith. He doesn't have this access to God in the same way Adam and Eve did. This is a guy who is walking with God by his faith. So I'm going to get you to be an illustration for me, Kayla. Come on up here. You know that, you know that I love you, right? Hey, y'all, this is Kayla. She's our worship leader. I've known her for a very long time. Um, so anyway, so if we're walking, let's, we're going to do a little demonstration here. You just keep walking straight. Are you nervous right now? No. No, okay, all right, just making sure. Because you're up here a lot. You know yeah. that, right? Okay, all right. So if we're walking together, one of, these th- one of the things that it says about us walking together is we're both headed in the same direction. Am I right? That, that we have to be in agreement with one another. Now, if, if Kayla... If she's walking down this path, and I decide I want to make a turn over here, we're no longer walking together. We're going in two separate directions. Am I right? And that's pretty obvious. I know that you get that. But I think that we needed to have this illustration because what happens? If she's walking, and I keep walking this direction, pretty soon we're very far apart. So in essence, you can sit down. Thank you, Kayla. In essence, what I'm trying to point out is the fact that if you were walking with God, you were in agreement with God. Does that make sense? That your mindset and and your heart and where you were going has got to be on the same path. And and what what I find a lot of times is people go, why does God seem so distant from me? You're like, well, maybe you're walking in a different direction. Maybe your heart is not in tune with the heart of God, and, and maybe you're not walking the same path. Maybe you're not listening to what he is saying, because it's it's easier to walk away from God if you're not tuned into his voice, right? I mean, you could be walking right beside him, and, and, and before, you know, if you just get a little bit off the path and you're not listening to him, you could be drifting off into space and be a long way from God. Yeah. Am I right? It's, it's not something that, 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 that 
you can always avoid it. You know, you have to be tuned in to the voice of God. That's the only way to combat that. Because you will in, because our paths are so crooked and so all over the place, it is so easily easy to get away from God. But if you're tuned into his voice, you know where he is. Uh, one of the things that, that Cassie does is she goes and volunteers at a, a camp for people with, um, that are visually impaired. And she talks all the time about how like, they'll go for a walk in the woods. And, and she had to actually do this. She had to put on a blindfold so that she knew what it was like to be one of them and to go on a hike in the woods and how difficult that was or to put toothpaste on a toothbrush and how difficult that is. And you know what, I, and what's really cool is, is they would let the kids that are visually impaired be their guide, you know what I mean, which I thought was pretty interesting. You, ha, you know how you do that? You know how you really be someone's guide? Is you constantly communicate with them, right? You're constantly back and forth, and, and, and you don't know where to step or what to do if you get too far away from them. You can't hear their voice. You're like, I'm lost, I don't know what to look out for. I don't know what I'm about to trip over. Does that sound like our lives sometimes? Does that sound like us sometimes, that, that, that we're not tuned into his voice, we're not constantly communicating with him, and then we, we don't know what to look out for, and we're stumbling over stuff, and we're tripping through the woods, and we're, in our lives we're, we're like searching and trying to find it. We're down the ground feeling around. It, we feel like we're so lost, and we're so confused about what's going on around us. Well, when you walk with God and your heart's in alignment with God's and you're constantly communicating with God, it's a lot easier to stay on that path. Am I right? It's a lot easier. So here's a man that, that walked with God. He did it for 365 years. We struggle walking with God for 365 days. Am I right? Or even sometimes 365 hours we struggle walking with God. Here's a man who, who is known in the Bible. Like, it doesn't say a lot about him besides the fact that he was a dad and he walked with God. And it says that he walked with God twice, as a matter of fact. And, and, and here is what he is known by. And he did it for 365 years. When you're thinking about your relationship with God, when you're thinking about walking with God, I want you to think about the sustainability of that. I want you to think about the things that you're doing and whether or not you're constantly walking with God. Because I think that what the life of faith says is that you're constantly walking with God. If you genuinely believe what God has said is true and he is who he says he is in this word, then you have a life of faith, but only if you are constantly walking in that faith. See, what we saw last week is we were talking about Abel and his sacrifice to God and how it was fitting and suitable to God, and God appreciated the sacrifice that was made to him. So he had this encounter where, where he was worshiping God the right way, and, and he had this blood sacrifice where God said, yes, this is what we're talking about. This is what it means to have faith because you believe and you know that a blood sacrifice is the only way to deal with sin. Some people stop right there. Some people stop right there and, and, and they say, well, that's good enough. That's it. That's what my faith consists of. One-time encounter with God 
And I surrendered my life wholeheartedly to God, and, and that's the only evidence of God in their life is this one-time thing that they, they think back to, and they go, that was the date. That was the date. Well, I think what, what the writer of Hebrews is trying to point out to us is it's more than just a one-time encounter. It's more than just getting the sacrifice right. If you really have genuine faith, then you're going to walk with God, and the evidence of your life, the evidence of your faith is the fact that you walk with God that it'll be a continual thing over and over and over again. Now, I know that we, we, we love to have that reassurance that, man, we are saved. We are, we are a born-again follower of Jesus Christ. And I, I am thankful for that reality that once you're in his kingdom, you're in his kingdom. But you know what? Some people, so many people are deceived thinking that they're in his kingdom. And I go, well, yeah, you, you can tell it by your walk, by your walk. You can tell when people really believe what God says, and you can tell when people really don't. You know how you can tell it? By the way that they walk. You can tell if they're walking with God or not. Here we see a man who obviously had it. If he's going to walk with God, he had to have an encounter with God. Am I right? You don't walk with somebody you never met. They're on the other side of the world. You don't know where they are, what they're doing, what direction they're going. You're over here doing your walk, and they're over there doing their walk. The only way you're going to walk with them is if you have an encounter with them. And here, this man had an encounter with God through his faith, and he latched onto it, and he walked with God. And I believe that it says right there in God's Word, it says it's impossible to please God apart from faith. So for us, we're looking and saying, man, that's, that's a good point. Well, what am I supposed to do with that? I think, number one, you've got to look at yourself, and you've got to look at your walk. You've got to really take an inventory. And, and, you know, to be introspective, to look at your heart and to look inside yourself, is very difficult to do. I'll admit that. Uh, one of the things that, that's very important um, for coaches to do as they're coaching a team, they got to know their strengths and they got to know their weaknesses. Am I right? You got to know where you're good and where you're not good. And that way you have a strong team. In your own life, man, you have to know your weaknesses too. You've got to know where you're good and where you're not good. You got to know where you're most vulnerable to an attack and where you're the strongest in your, in your, in your faith. And as you look at yourself, as you truly evaluate, your own heart, you need to look at your walk. Not just a one-time encounter, not just a one-time sacrifice. You have to examine your walk. And is that walk with God? I, I believe that the writer of Hebrews is really just trying to point out, man, this idea of walking with God is not a new idea. Look all the way back to Enoch. Lived 365 years, and he walked with God. His life is noted by the fact that he walked with God. If your coworkers looked at your life, would they say, that's a man, that's a woman that walks with God? If your children were to write down somewhere where nobody would see it, they'd probably type it in their phone, and I would ask them, is your mom, is your dad somebody that walks with God? What would they say? 
If your spouse were to look at you and ask you, look you in the eyes and say, do, I, do you think I'm a person who walks with God? What would they say? How would they respond to that? You see, sometimes we fool ourselves into believing we're walking a certain way when we're really not. Because we all want to think that we're good. We all want to think that we're walking the right way. If you are walking the right way and you are walking with God, it will be obvious to everyone around you. It really will. They will know by the things that you talk about, the way that you talk, your actions, the overflow of your heart. They'll know without a shadow of a doubt, especially the people that are closest to you. They know. They know exactly what's going on. You can't pretend and you can't hide. Your walk is obvious. If somebody walks with a limp, you can tell that. So today, I know today's kind of short, but I just want to ask you a question. If you were going to be in this book... If they were going to write down something about you and they were going to write down a testimony of your life and what, they, what people are supposed to see for all of eternity about you, would they write down in this book, would they say, that's a person who walked with God? That's a person who day after day after day was consistent in their communication and their walk with God. Is that what they would say or would they say something else? Some of you, um, you've been walking with other Christians, pretending that you're walking with God. You've been trying to act like that you're one of them by just walking beside them. And you figure if I just walk beside other Christians, then that means that they're walking with God. So if I just look like them, then that means I'm walking with God. It's not that way. You see, when Adam and Eve walked in the the garden with God, it was them. And it was personal. It was one-on-one with them. And they were the ones that walked with God. See, if Eve walked with Adam, that wasn't the same as Eve walking with God. Am I right? You can't have a connection with God by having a connection with somebody who has a connection with God. There's not this relational thing, well, because they're my cousin, it's my cousin's cousin. It doesn't work that way in the family of God. You personally have to have a relationship with God, and you personally have to walk with God, and that has to be the testimony of your faith. disciples, Jesus was talking to them and he says, you know, who does everybody say that I am, you know? He says, who do you say that I am? And, and they said, well, some say you're, you're John the Baptist or, or Elijah, one of the prophets, you know. And, well, who do you say that I am? Who do you know me to be? When you communicate with me, who do you know me to be? today is is pretty simple. Number one, have you ever had an encounter with God? Made the right sacrifice to God. The only sacrifice that you can make is your whole life. Say, God, my whole life belongs to you. It's you alone and you are what I need and you are what what I desire. I care not about myself. I care only about you. The only way that that I can get to you is if I lay down my whole self at, at, at the foot of your cross and say, God, I trust you with my whole life. 
If you've never had that encounter with God, you've never had the right sacrifice. You've, ne you've never truly given everything to Him. You've just pretended. If your walk of faith, if your walk with God is not real, maybe you've been walking with some other Christians trying to pretend like you're walking with God. You, you've got a chance. You've got an invitation from God. And that is to, to lay down all the facade, to lay down all the appearances, and to just be real with Him, and to come to Him, have a real encounter with Him, and walk with Him for real. You have that option. God doesn't make anybody walk with Him. You have the option. So today, what would people say about you and your walk? Who would people say that you walk with? What would they say is the testimony of your life? Is it real faith or is it something else? Because it's impossible to please God without faith. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for this precious word. God, I pray that people in here would have real faith, that we would not pretend. That, God, we would come to you honestly and wholeheartedly and just open up our minds and our hearts and our lives and just say, God, speak truth into my life. Help me to see who I really am. Help me to look inside myself. God, help me to see myself in the way other people see me. God, I pray. I pray that we would step away from ourselves for just a moment and look at our walk. We would look at the reality of how we're walking and who we're walking with. And God, you'd speak truth into our lives. And God, if there's somebody here that doesn't know you, God, they can walk with you just as Adam and Eve walked in the cool of the day with you. They can walk with you on streets of gold that they can one day be in your very presence and they can have this relationship with you but it's only through your son Jesus Christ and they have to have real genuine faith and they have to believe wholeheartedly that you are who you say you are and you made the sacrifice for them that you tell us about in your word so today Lord Jesus speak to people's hearts open their lives and, and just God pour truth into them right now and may you be glorified as we respond Pray that today somebody might walk with you. Pray that today they would have an encounter with you and walk with you forever. In Jesus' name.